welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip the Block, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals to talk about law enforcement issues and the news, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce our huge crew to you this evening. Uh, yes, we have uh, uh, Chief John Newman, all retired this evening. We have uh, Special Agent Mike Roach, Secret Service. We have Producer Will Statzer. So thanks, guys, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Also, a shout out to our sponsors. We have Motion DSP. Uh, yes, our new sponsor. More about them later. Uh, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, Tactote.com, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. So thanks to all those entities for helping make the show happen. Our next uh, big story on Police One is the main topic, the reality of legal weed in California. And huge illegal grows, violence, worker exploitation, and deaths. Does this pay off? Is it a good decision to legalize marijuana? Well, let's see here. And, uh, you know, it references the Los Angeles Times investigation, but Proposition 64, California's 2016 landmark cannabis initiative it sold voters on the promise of legal of a legal market that would cripple the drugs outlaw trade uh, with its associated violence and environmental wreckage so instead los angeles times investigation finds a law or this law it triggered a surge in illegal cannabis on a scale california has never before witnessed so it says that rogue cultivation, I guess, cultivation centers like uh, Mount Shasta uh, Vista, they now engulf rural com communities scattered across the state as far um, as the Mojave Desert, steep mountains on the north coast, and the high desert and timberlands of Sierra Nevada. So residents of these places describe living in fear next to heavily armed camps. Criminal enterprises operate with near impunity. They lease private land, rapidly build out complexes, as many as 100 greenhouses. The police are overwhelmed, and they're able to raid only a fraction of the farms and even then, uh, the farms are often back in business just in days. So the raids rip out plants and they snare low-wage laborers, while the people that are responsible, some operating with money from overseas, they remain untouched by the law and they're hidden by straw buyers and fake names on leases. So that's what's going down in California, which again, unfortunately, I'm headed to in less than two weeks. So, And we'll be covering that in just one second. We'll be right back. All right, so look, let's talk about how best to watch our show, our syndication. Now, if you go to leoroundtable.com, you'll see a syndication section that has all this information on how to watch the show and when, what times, days, everything. So our live show is every Monday evening, 7 o'clock on Eastern Time. It's 90 minutes, but it makes for a perfect two-hour radio show. And we do it. We use StreamYard, so our live show is streamed to YouTube, to two Facebook channels, to LinkedIn, and also the Twitter, so those five outlets. Now, Producer Roll takes those that 90-minute that show, splits it into five segments that we upload to YouTube and the Rumble Tuesday through Saturday, but he also embeds all the videos that we talk about in that particular segment, also puts pictures of the good guys and the bad guys. Now, we're also on TV. If you guys haven't seen us yet on Roku TV, which is what I have, or Amazon Fire TV, which is what Producer Roll has, please check us out on those on those uh, channels. If it's Roku Fire TV, it's a great resource for you. We're also nationally syndicated on the radio. We have 20 podcast platforms as well. So a, a lot of options for you guys to listen to the show. Well, welcome back to the Leah Roundtable Show. I see that Michael MVS, all the way from Colorado, has made a donation supporting the show. So thank you, Michael, uh, for doing that. And I, I gave him a call the other day and talked to him and uh, like to uh, uh, get advice from that guy. I tell you, he's a smart cookie, man, in Colorado. So, uh, so thanks, Mike, for the support. Um, comments on that, guys. The legalization of marijuana in California. How's it going? What do you think? Any vice, oh, Chip. They talked about the amount of robberies at some of these medicinal centers that are you know are selling uh, cannabis 
in Colorado, in, in, in California, obviously, and another state, how much those went up, you know, your money deliveries, I mean, the robberies were going up. I, I think that's uh, indicative of a lot of vices, even though it might be legal, uh, or there's a, a, a way for it to be legal, it's still, you know, people are still going to produce it illegally. And there's a black market for that. And with a black market commodity comes black market behavior, like what you're talking about in that article. I'm not surprised by it one bit. Okay. All right. Thanks, Chief. Uh, Mike? Yeah. And as a result, uh, they probably didn't realize this, but now there's an oversupply of weed and the legitimate licensed dealers are now getting crushed because the price of weed has gone down so much that they can't make money. And then the illegitimate dealers um, are exploiting workers and uh, are environmentally not uh, friendly to the community either. So, um, you know, there's just all kinds of issues going on out there. Wow, good insight. Thanks, Mike. All right, uh, yeah, John. But we also talked about this. I think it might've been Dave who's taking a vacation tonight because he's got he's got a rash somewhere that he didn't want to be scratching on the show. And I hope he really gets better. Um, I really hope that medicine works. It also takes away that burning sensation that he probably has to go along with the rash. But um, we talked about when you reduce crime or you don't doing some of the things we talked about earlier in the show, the black market thrives, right? And it really, really does. Here we're talking about, you know, the, the illicit marijuana trade. Just think about what organized crime is doing in our big cities right now. They're just taking advantage of every bit of the lapses that we're having in the criminal justice system to exploit victims, to human traffic, to move dope, to move stolen goods. I, I would say right now, this has to be the heyday of organized crime just because of this country's position on being soft on the criminal justice system overall. But that's just John Newman's opinion. But that marijuana article, you know, what I'm talking about. Thanks, Chief. Yeah, I, um, in, in reference to panelist David D. Gresta, I, I, I heard they put him on penicillin today. So I think you're right on the money with that. Yeah, penicillin will take care of that. It may take a few days, Dave, but yeah. Um, look, uh, jumping over to uh, back to Rumble. This is Butters the Channel. Uh, SAPD fires an officer who shot a teenager outside a McDonald's restaurant. Get out of the car. Wow. Shots fired, shots fired, shots fired. Shots fired, shots fired. Shots fired on 3161, 11 to 100, Blanco Road, code 320, so the San Antonio Police Department on Wednesday fired a cop who shot a teenager outside that restaurant less than a week ago. Officer uh, Brennan has been placed under administrative duty following the shooting on Sunday outside the fast food chain. And according to the department, Officer Brennan was fired for violating department tactics and procedures. It's James Brennan, probationary officer who served on the force for seven months. So he responds to a call for disturbance at 10.45 p.m. He attempts to get information from witnesses when he notices the vehicle that had evaded him the day before 
as he was attempting a traffic stop because the license plate did not match the car. So the prior incident was not related to the disturbance call that he was on. So he, um, Officer Bernard suspected the car was stolen. So he calls for cover, you know, backup officers. But before other officers arrive, he walks into the car, opens the door, and there's two teenagers inside eating food. So Eric Cantu, he's 17 years old. He puts the vehicle in reverse with the door still open and he starts driving. Hits the gas. He also hits the officer with the open door. So our, uh, our officer opens fire on the car and the occupants. So Cantu shifts the drive forward, tries to drive away. The officer continues to fire into the back of the car. So Cantu and another 17-year-old, uh, it's a female passenger, though, were located outside the vehicle about a block away. So um, it goes on to say that uh, the driver, Cantu, suffers multiple gunshot wounds, but he's taken to the hospital, and uh, he's actually charged um, even though he's at the hospital, he's charged, you know, with what happened. And uh, he continues to fight, I guess, for his life, they make it sound like in the article. So uh, that's the way that goes down. Uh, but the officer is uh, in a world of hurt. Uh, Mike and uh, Chief John, we got about three and a half minutes left. Go ahead. So, I, I, you know, I've always alleged that eating at McDonald's is, you know, is dangerous to your health. And, and this just proves it. But, you know, on top of that, you know, he calls for a backup. He doesn't wait for the backup. He goes and and we all know we've spoken about this in the past. It's never good to either stand in front of a car or to reach into a car. And, um, you know, there's no weapon produced as far as I can say or know about. And, um, you know, he just starts blasting at this kid who, you know, is backing up and trying to get away. And, um, you know, it's just a, a very sad situation. And, uh, you know, I just don't know what was going through his mind when he started, uh, you know, pulling the trigger. Thanks. Uh, and, and Chief John, I, I know you are, you're coming up here. We got about two and a half minutes left. And I want to talk about the uh, school, the, the, the kid that slams the officer. But go ahead, Chief. What's this kid threat assessment? First of all, he gets hit by the door that he opened. So I want you to, so a, a, a teenager are sitting at McDonald's, guy and a girl, somebody snatches open the door. That's going to startle you. I don't, you know, it wasn't in his car. He walked up, he walked up on it. So I don't think putting that thing at first, you might not know who that person is. I don't know. I didn't see a gun. I saw food. This cop gets everything he deserves. So, I mean, I, he got hit by the door that he opened. So yeah. I, I just, I, I think the whole, the whole thing stinks. I, his threat assessment was lousy. I have no idea what kind of training this kid had. It, we're not talking about a, a ramped up situation. This is a car parked in the parking lot at McDonald's, which happens every second of the day, right? I, 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 it's tragic, absolutely tragic. Yeah, plus he's using lethal when the car's, you know, driving away from him too. I know a lot of issues with that. Um, moving along here, we've got uh, just enough time to cover this. Lawofficer.com, uh, there's a video associated with this. Florida high school student body slams a police officer. It's a viral video going on. <laughs> New video just into our newsroom shows a St. Cloud police officer being roughed up, slammed onto the ground by a student. Now that student is under arrest. Uh, the student's 15 years old. It's in Florida. St. Cloud, St. Cloud police said that SRO ball was trying to break up a fight between two male students at the St. Cloud High School. And a third student grabbed the officer around the torso, slams him to the ground. There's a video of this. Um, the kid was not involved in what the officer was involved in, so the kid just comes up and, and, and takes does this. The chief, uh, Gorky, released a statement uh, saying this extremely disturbing. Uh, I mean, what do you guys think? we got a, a minute left to cover this. 
it, it's a horrible video, but people realize it's 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 a sucker punch. So the police officer is trying to separate two kids who are having a fight, right? He's trying to separate them. This kid comes up. This kid, by the way, I walk the schools every day in our district. Fifteen year olds nowadays, they're wearing a size fifteen shoe, right? So it's not the teenager. It's not. It's 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 a he, he's almost a grown man, but he gets behind the the officer, picks him up, and does you know the 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 the, uh, the, the body slam to the ground. So it's almost like a sucker punch. I'm glad they took zero tolerance. The kid got charged with battery on law enforcement, and I think something else. It's it's totally unacceptable, and I'm dying to know what kind of what gave what made this kid think he should do that because the officer's doing nothing more than breaking up a fight. Well, good point. You know, I uh, the officer definitely was not. I mean, look, he he treated the kid. He was being nice to the kid. By what you know, because if he, if they wanted to duke it out, I'm sure the officer would be able to take him out. But the kid, the kid is uh, is going to pay the price, unfortunately. So, um, anyhow, at least no one got hurt. I know, John. Thank you. Look, that's the end of the show. Thank you to our panelists. I know we had a uh, a, a light crew uh, this evening, so thank you, uh, Mike Roach, for being on the show, and Chief John. I know you guys are very busy, and uh, I, hopefully David won't hear us talking about his medical condition. A shout out to our sponsors, Motion DSP, uh, Guardian Life Technologies, GunLearn.com. MyMedicare.life, TACTOTE.com, and also Bang Energy for fueling us. Um, I'm drinking the uh, Cherry Blade Lemonade. It's awesome. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week. Also, FLG Man and MBS, thank you.